Welcome to the Live Exposed podcast. This is the podcast that is designed to help you break free from the fake life you've been living and live in actual freedom, the life you were actually meant to live. We're so glad you tuned in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do love what we're talking about, please hit the subscribe button, follow us. Also, uh, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family and help them experience the life that they were meant to live. So, here to help you navigate your path to freedom is the host of the Live Exposed podcast, Mr. Reggie Brock. Hello again and welcome back to this episode of Live Exposed. I am Reggie Brock. My heart is full of thanksgiving to so many of you who are listening to this podcast as a part of, you know, basically your week. You know, you're taking 30 minutes every week and, you know, and I don't think you're just listening. I think you're hearing. And the difference between, to me, listening and hearing requires another word that I call receiving. So we can hear it, but we've got to receive it and give place for it in our lives to form action plans. And I'm hearing from people weekly about how that's happening. Listen, for the freedom that I've walked into, I had to take action. It isn't just enough to go like, yeah, he's talking to me. It has to be more like, yeah, he's talking to me. I receive what he's saying to such a level in my life that I'm going to do something about it. Hearing something is helpful, but unless it inspires plans and execution, you're just going to have head knowledge. Nothing's going to change because there's no action plan. And so you've been with me throughout these last 16 or 17 weeks. You realize that we talk about not, uh, we talk a lot about taking action. You got to take action. And so you're going to hear some things today that I'm going to ask you to do that. Continue to take action. Because what I do know is this, if you will hear it, understand it and apply it, which is taking action, you're going to finally see some of the chains that have been holding you back broken and you're going to walk in true freedom. And I think really once and for all, start leaning into the uniqueness of yourself, your personality, your characteristics, your traits and being good with it and also seeing productivity come out of your life that you have never experienced before. Do you know why I say that? Because that's what's happened to me. I'm not reading a textbook somewhere. I'm not talking to you about things I've heard. I'm telling you things I've lived. And nobody, nobody can take away my experiences and what I've learned from them. And all I want to do is share them with you. And so today... We're going to talk about a subject that has plagued me for years that's really more of a mental battle than anything else, and that's the problem I face with regret. Now, the problem with regret is that generally regret has happened because of bad decisions I've made. And so just so you'll know, that's what I'm going to talk about today. There are regrets I have, things that I wish I could change that other people really contributed to me that caused the pain and the hurt and the regret, but it's a very small percentage. <laughs> Most of my regret 
I own because I made bad decisions that I still have, you know, I have memory of that haunts me at times. And I know that's a pretty dramatic word, but it really does. I mean, it haunts me to a point sometimes you can't sleep. Sometimes you don't feel like, you know, you feel like isolating yourself because you don't want to hurt somebody again or somebody new, right? I mean, so you you just, it, it has this spiraling down, regret has this spiraling down effect on us that if we don't get a hold of it, it'll ruin not just what was, but what is and what will come. And that's what I want to help you to overcome today. We're going to look at three or four steps um, about how we can have less regret in our life. At least, you know, I, I'm hoping to eliminate all of it, but I don't know that the chances are high for that to happen because as long as I have flesh, I'm, I'm walking around in flesh and blood and, you know, this carnal part of me that, that, that really wants to control and dominate everything around me, you know, it, it's going to be hard for me to not have some regrets because I'm prone probably to make some bad decisions unintentionally sometimes. So let's just start with reducing um, our regret and see how much better life becomes with that strategy. So if you look at regret to me, with regret always comes some emotions that I just don't like having. I mean, generally regret is associated to me with feelings of sorrow. And I mean, disappointment in myself. I mean, the feeling of sadness because after the heat kind of wears off of the situation and generally my regret comes with my mouth. Generally, my regret comes with my behavior, the way I've treated somebody or, you know, the way that I have responded to a situation aggressively. And, I, you know, and then once the heat's kind of left the situation, I am, I'm, I'm just jammed up with sorrow for it. And, you know, I, 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 in my words, you know, I want to repent for it generally. Now I don't, I've not always done that, meaning making things right with people, but there's this sense in me that provokes me to want to, after the fact, fix it and never go there again. Yet I still do. And so we need to start thinking about ways that we don't keep repeating the same behavior that's creating the same result and have this deceptive notion that we can keep doing the same thing and get something different, right? That's what we can't do anymore. I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want you to be misled into thinking that just if you hope enough, if you wish enough, if you think enough about it, you meditate on it, or you even pray about it, all this just goes away. Generally, it doesn't until there's some adaptation in your thinking that affects your behaving that creates a different outcome. And that's kind of what I want to focus on today. Generally speaking, before I feel sorry about doing something, <laughs> I will have these words or similar ones come out of my mouth. I, boy, I wish I hadn't have done that. Or I wish I had have done something different. You know, and if that's you, then I think that there are ways that we can get this out of our lives with such regularity. I mean, right before I'm sorryful for something, <laughs> usually the words that precede it are, why do I keep doing that? And it compounds itself more after I've had time to think about it and realize what a great opportunity I missed 
And I want you to hear me about this because the biggest thing with regret for me is missed opportunities. And I mean missed opportunities rather than have reacted like a complete idiot to somebody that I love and care for. Why couldn't I have just paused myself and just reacted differently? That's what drives me crazy, that I don't have enough willpower and desire to stop prior to saying something that I have re- that would be a repeat for me because I did it last week or t- yesterday or an hour ago. Because I've just not yet learned to control myself. I mean, my flesh, this outward part of me, has dominated me for so long, it's become habit. I, I mean, I... I I've gotten so accustomed to doing some things with such regularity that it's just natural for me. And I get into a situation that is similar to one that I've been in the past and I have pre-rehearsed. I know exactly how to handle it and I don't even have to think about it. The words come out of my mouth. The actions come out of, you know, my deeds follow the way I'm thinking and I end up doing the same thing I've done over and over and over and over and I am tired of it. And sitting around and thinking that I want to get better has not worked for me. <laughs> I, you know, me sitting around going like, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'll do better the next time. It's not worked for me. And if you're being honest with yourself, some of you know it ain't worked for you. So I, I'm really tired of saying I wished I had of. I want to be able to stop and have enough gumption in me to realize that this temperature in me is rising when it comes to anger or lashing out or whatever the temptation may be to ruin whatever moment I'm in with somebody. I got to get it then and stop myself from producing the same thing that I have done for years. And yeah. It's easier said than done, but you know what? You can say that to your blue in the face. Oh, it's easier said than done. How about this? Let's do something about it. And if we have enough self-control, to me, that's the issue, where we're really thinking more about the decisions that we're making prior to making them, we'll have less regret in our life. Stop the I wish I had of, and let's just start doing it together. If you've done it for repeated times in similar situations for no matter, no telling how many years you should, you know, you you should really come to realization that there's some things that you need to do that you can do that you're not doing that you, that, that, that we need to grasp, get a hold of and put into practice into our life. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not asking myself, well, you think you can, or, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cut back. You can't do that. I've got to start making decisions that create less regret in my life and take control of that. So that being said, the greatest regret I have now more than any other is lost opportunity or missing an opportunity that was given to me that either I made the wrong decision with the opportunity or I just took the opportunity um, and just squandered it some way. Just like, you know, I don't have time for it or, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to take time for it. And it's opportunities that we all look for that we have got to pay more attention to, to not miss, in, miss on anymore. And so let me give you an example. You know, 
I have some regret about time that I've spent in my business or time that I have spent doing something for my own personal satisfaction that I had to sacrifice time with my son and my wife. Missed opportunity. And so when I see issues that develop inside of them or that, you know, things that happen in their lives, I think to myself, regretfully, if I had a but, or maybe I should have done this, or maybe I should have done that. Again, lost opportunities when the time was good. (laughs) There's much I can't do about things now, except stop doing things that are creating more regret that I have to deal with. Now's the time to fix it. So today, I'm just going to leave you with a couple of quick things to to, to think about um, and uh, put into practice into your life that's going to help you have less regret. So for me to understand how to have less regret, I have to understand the drivers in my life. What triggers my behavior? And I'm going to, this is just me being as candid and straightforward with you as I can about my personal life. Listen, I, I believe that most of my bad decisions, it, and I'm, I'm, let me just rephrase that. Every bad decision I have has, can be tied back to the execution that I have allowed to happen with the flesh in my life, meaning this. My flesh is what drive is driven by my appetite that everybody sees, right? So what I really hunger for, I will chase after. And it's very visible to everybody else. You know, the flesh side of me is the, the, you know, the physical side of me that I live in and operate in every day of my life. It's driven by my senses. You know, the things I feel, the things I see, the things I hear, the things I taste. You know, uh, it's it's sense-driven. I mean, just it's all about the perception of life from a feeling standpoint or a uh, hearing standpoint or things that are just very natural and easy to predict based upon the five senses of my life. And generally, if I'm not, not generally, specifically, if I'm not careful, my feelings will start driving me into areas that produce bad behavior real quickly. And my whole flesh, this carnal side of me, has but one objective, and that's to get what I want out of life regardless of the consequences. That's the way my flesh works. And if you're honest with you, as long as you're satisfied, your flesh is satisfied, this carnal nature of you is is taken care of, so to speak, life's pretty good. The problem is you don't live a life alone. Everything you are, in many cases, has touch points with other people that your decisions affect. Listen, I've made horrendous decisions in in the past that satisfied my carnal nature, my physical, the touch and the smell and the taste and the, you know, all of those five senses. And that was my pursuit. And I would think to myself, I'll do this for me and it'll hurt nobody else. And what a lie that was. Listen, can I tell you this? You are more than what you feel. You are more than this flesh and this carnal part of you that is after satisfaction. 
And until you decide that there's more to you to be fed than just your carnal nature, guess what? You're going to live with regret longer, longer, more extended, and more frustrating times. Just the way it is. Because your carnal man like mine cares for nobody else or nothing else other than temporary, momentary satisfaction. Once that happens, that hunger for more kind of just keeps on pushing and you're just feeding it and it wants more and it gets control over you and it just dominates you and all of a sudden you constantly live with regret. Because once that flesh is satisfied, regret sets in because of the poor decision you made and then you start seeing the fallout. How about this? How about us getting in front of that? I had to. I knew that there were places I didn't need to go. There were people I didn't need to talk to. There were people, things that I didn't need to have a taste of anymore in my life because I knew the ramifications would produce death in something, (laughs) right? A death of a relationship because I was doing things and saying things and being places that I had no, no, no reason to be. And, but that's what my flesh drove me to in the moment. And I was so weak that I just gave into it, there I was, found a moment of satisfaction, and then I left. I was left with the regret and the remorse to follow. I'm sick of it. So if you're sick of it, then you have to call upon inside of you that and be led by a different spirit, right? There's that carnal man, there's that flesh man that is hungry, and the other thing I would say before I leave this point is the only way that flesh-craving man Uh, ceases to control you is you starve it to death. (laughs) You can't give it up. You can't, when the appetite comes upon you, you can't keep feeding it and strengthening it and giving it, you know, because all of a sudden it gets so out of control, it is impossible for you to say no. Hmm. I'm just telling you. And so I talk to people regular and I tell them that regularly and I tell them the same thing I'm telling you today. You can't dabble with the stuff that's causing remorse in your life. You better cut it out. It'll never grow away. You're feeding that appetite. Well, I don't feed it as much. Right. But still you have regret and remorse. Why is that? Because any feeding creates the opportunity for your flesh to drive death into your life. The things that the flesh wants will reproduce only death at some point in your life. And I don't mean physical, though physical is a part of it or potentially could be, but it just dries up things that are important and causes death to things that matter to you, like relationships. Keep chasing the flesh. Some of you have poor marriages because your flesh dominates everything you do, regardless of the outcome it has on your marriage. Some of you, your bodies have have become ruined in so many ways because of the things you're putting into them. It's because you're eager to fulfill and satisfy that lust, (laughs) I'll go ahead and say it, of your flesh that's driving you to want more of stuff you know you have no business being a part of. And yet you scratch your head and you cry and you moan and you groan about you know, regret in the relationships that you have. You can't lie, steal, and cheat to protect yourself and not expect there to be fallout in a relationship. Get a grip. 
You think you're, you think you're smart and you think you're shifty and you think you can hide and you think you can just put all this aside. Nobody will know, but I'm going to tell you what, that man, that flesh man, that carnal man in you don't give a care about what people think about your reputation. All that thing wants is to be satisfied. And if you keep satisfying, it's not going to go away. Well, I prayed about it for an hour. I don't care. As long as you're feeding it, your prayer gets no further than the ceiling. Well, I'll just go down and the pastor will lay hands on me and he'll pray for me. And listen, I'm glad you got people who will pray for you, but laying on the hands for you, you know, and I'm glad for all of that. But at the end of the day, you have got to lay hands on yourself and say to yourself, I'm done with that. I want no more part of it. And I will not participate in that one day further. Well, that's hard, Reggie. You're dead gum right, it's hard. But the re- it becomes less hard when that carnal man is starved out. That flesh, you know, the thing, you know, we're so, we're, we're so enticed and, you know, we're so captivated by the flash and the, you know, the, you know, the exciting things of life and fascination and fantasy and all of these like talking points that are so relevant in our lives today from everybody else. And we've been sucked into them. The thing is that that flesh man that you're satisfying, you realize the next morning when you get up, it ain't done eating. It wants more and more and more and more and more. It will take its toll on you if it hasn't already. Die to that flesh man and be driven by another spirit is the only way you'll regret less. That was good. I don't know if some of you are mad at me. You'll, you'll be all right. So if you're not going to be led by the flesh, what is it you're going to be led by? And so I call that being led by another spirit. Now for me, it's the spirit of the God I serve that's, that I have received into my life that's causing the good things in me, the traits that I want revealed to others about me, like goodness and mercy and kindness and love and peace and joy and contentment and purity and faithfulness. All of those things that we all want but just don't practice. And you know why? We don't feed them. We don't feed that part of our lives. We don't give way and time to developing that inner man, that inner spirit in us that, is, that, is, that, that, that drives the good things in us that are, can be produced into and for others' lives. We just don't spend any time with it because we're too busy polishing the apples on our tree of life that everybody sees so we can impress them. Well, bad news for you is you got to come to terms with that stuff hasn't worked for you. It's put you in the place that you're at. You're regretting life because of the decisions you made. Wake up and decide, I'm going to start feeding my inner man. I'm going to start cleaning that side of me. I'm going to be led by the good things, the, that, that spirit in me that drives me to making good decisions that affect not only my appetites, but the value I have placed on other people and their betterment. How about that? I had to get up and start walking around. I'm so fired up. But I will tell you this. 
You will choose. Nobody's going to choose for you. Your regrets are so tied in to what you're feeding into your life. It is simply truth. What are you feeding? Whatever appetite you have for, you will chase. And if you don't have an appetite to become more godly and more pure and more faithful, guess what? It won't grow. (laughs) If your intent is to satisfy the longing and lust in your life so that you can be Say, I, I just, I need to take care of me for a while. I need some me time. That's what people say to me all the time. That's baloney. If you want me time, go live on an island somewhere and quit wrecking everybody's life around you. Because the decisions you made and because you're feeding that dead gum flesh, only thing you care about is the things you put your hands on, the things you put in your body, the things, you know, all the things that create careless and recklessness in our life, we we chase after. And then when it's all said and done, we go like, oh, I mean, how many times? I hear on a regular basis, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. No, you, you, you did it because you wanted it more than what you wish you didn't do. At some point, you're going to have to put a gate on some of these challenges in your life and determine and throw away the key. <laughs> Sometimes, at some point, you're just going to have to put a lock on something and go like, you know, hey, honey, I'm going to give you the key to this, dear, friend. I'm going to make myself accountable to you so that I don't even have the key to open that back up again. You see, very few people have that level of guts that they're not going to come clean and they're not going to be honest with people. Listen, I've got people in my life right now that I'm accountable to and they're accountable to me. They know what I'm looking at. They know who I'm talking to. They know things. And I'm become an open book. And you know why? Because I don't trust secrecy. I just don't trust it. I'm not going to let people come to me and drag me into some kind of moral secrecy that causes me to contribute to that, you know, satisfaction of fulfilling the flesh in their life, regardless of who else is hurt. I'm out. I'm out of it for my life, and I want you out of it. You want to regret less? Stop feeding the flesh that's causing the remorse in your life. And we live in a world where ain't nobody seems care about the good things in us coming out, us being led by that spirit that requires goodness and mercy and kindness and gentleness and love and forgiveness. And nobody wants to talk about that. I'm going to because that's where you're going to live with less regret. Where we prioritize that spirit-led internal part of us that's full of good and full of righteousness and full of uh, uh, forgiveness. And we lead from that because that's what we feed you will be led by what is fed in your life. I just made that up. I ain't bad. You're going to be led by what is fed in your life. Stop feeding that nonsense death trap activity that you're involved in, thinking that one day you're going to get over it, around it, and nobody will ever find out. Okay.
<laughs> I'm going to give you just like three or four really quick things, and then I'm going to shut this thing down for today. The first thing, these are some steps you can take. You got to, you know, when it comes to like getting past regret and living with less of it, you've got to accept the mistakes and the lost opportunities that you've regretted, but determine not to repeat them again. The second thing is, and I really like this, you've got to repent and return. And while repent and return, what I mean is this. Repent simply means, in the Bible in particular, it means a 180 turn. I've had people say to me, well, you know, I've, I've, it's a 360 degree turn. Well, that just puts you where you started. Uh, repentance says this, I'm going to turn opposite of the way I'm headed because where I'm wanting to go is in the other direction. That's what repentance does. And then, the, uh, you know, I said repent uh, and return. You've got to make things right. And particularly on actions and feelings regarding people that we've hurt. It's got to change. You can't just repent without making things right. And that's going to be some of the hardest thing for some of you. Number three, eventually you're going to have to leave what's behind you behind you. And this is going to be a hard one for some of you because there's people that are constantly holding, you know, those, those uh, pains and those hurts that you've put on them, holding them overhead the rest of your life. And I hate to say this, but sometimes those people are going to have to be, you're going to spend less time with because you've got to move on. You've got to move on. But you don't move on till you return, so to speak, and fix what you've messed up. And the final thing is behave the opposite way of the regret. <laughs> I love that. So what that means to me is if I sense that I'm heady and I'm, the trigger is there for me to repeat what I've done in the past, I've got to turn from it. I have got to be willing to go the other direction. I've got to be willing to say no and behave differently. Guys, I know this was a lot today, but I really believe even as I was speaking, there was a dynamic to it. I think there was an anointing that went out to you. Believe however you want. Uh, but I believe that there's, 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 there's power in what I shared with you today. The biggest thing I'm going to leave you with this is you're going to lead, be led by what, you, what you're fed and what's fed in your life. If you want to continue to keep traveling down the road you're traveling, just keep doing what you're doing. And I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how many hands are laid upon you. I don't care how many books you read. You've got to starve out what you want to die in your life. And then you've got to choose to feed inside of you to be released from you those things that will show what you really want out of your life. And that's love and peace and understanding and gentleness and kindness. And above all that, we have a sense of direction of purity that matters in such a powerful and profound way in our life. I, I really appreciate you being with me today. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you come back next week. If you need me, reach out to me at any time. I would love to help you. And until next week, God bless you and have a great week.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Live Exposed with Reggie Brock. In fact, if you did, go ahead and rate the podcast and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We also would love if you subscribe to the podcast and also shared it with your friends and family. They would probably enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week as we continue down the journey that leads to ultimate freedom through living the life that you were meant to live.